This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7. I'm Jane Klein, Barry Warwick with us today. And Barry, hello. Hi, Jane. And we're off to a really interesting destination today. Well, it's something that's new for the Australian market, and I thought being winter here at the moment, it would be nice to think about somewhere that's nice and sunny. So I thought we'd talk about uh, an island called Hanan. Hanan. Okay. Yeah. Now, we need. Uh, are we having a guessing game as well, to where it is? Well, well we could. <laughs> it's located in the South China Sea, and there's a couple of ways that you can access it. It is actually part of the mainland of China, but uh, probably the easiest way from here is to fly into Hong Kong and then fly from Hong Kong into Senyo, which is uh, the seaside area. Now, uh, the the ocean is, or the sea there is really nice and clear. It's a beautiful island and it's being opened up by the Chinese to, um, I, I guess, to rival seaside destinations around other parts of Southeast Asia. So you've got all your really nice hotels like the Crown Plaza, Marriott, Intercontinental, uh, plus a host of other hotels in uh, varying star brackets. So you've got a range of hotels that are located right on the beach, and it really is sort of a beachside resort uh, area, um, but in China. Is it reasonably warm? Um, it's reasonably warm. It's, it's probably a um, similar climate to Hong Kong or just a little bit uh, a little bit warmer, I would think, than, than Hong Kong. So it's got a pleasant uh, climate pretty much all year round. So. And what do the beaches look like? Um, well, Newcastle's so hard to... Uh, when, when you, you can't top to Newcastle. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, it's got really great uh, beaches. It's got some hot springs, uh, so that's a really good uh, tourist attraction. And it's got... You, in the hot springs, they've got the little fish that um, actually nibble the dead skin off your feet. Oh, so it's yeah. like having a spa treatment by fish. That's right. <laughs> Having a pedicure. <laughs> One of our girls has just returned from the destination and um, she went there and she said the fish only come to the feet. They, you know, even though you might be up to your waist in the the, the water, the, the fish come to the feet and nibble it and it's quite an interesting experience, I think, would be the way to term it. Certainly sounds it. <laughs> Look, um, the other things that they've got there, they've, they've got... Um, a Buddha Park, which has a, a well, a number of Buddhas, but has a, a huge Buddha located in it. So that's worthwhile going. It's about 40 minutes from Senya. Um, you can also go out to Monkey Island, and they have um, about a thousand macaque monkeys there. So again, it's something different to what we would normally see or do here. And some of the, the macaques are quite. Um, well, tame, but I think you still need a guide to, to be present when you go in um, to the park there. So just a few little bit of different uh, differences. It uh, is a duty-free zone, so that, and for Australian visitors, they actually don't need a visa before they arrive there. So you can fly in there. Uh, for groups of five or more, you can actually get the visa issued free, 
for groups under five, um, you pay twenty about twenty seven Australian dollars, and it takes about twenty minutes to get it issued. So, so make friends on the flight. So make friends on the flight. That's right. That was a group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, the interesting thing here is that uh, you can actually leave from another Chinese city if you wanted to. Uh, with this particular visa. So it does give you a little bit of flexibility and it's something that you don't actually... The Chinese visa here takes a little bit of a, a while to issue and um, whereas this is probably a simpler process as long as you're going in uh, on a tourist visa. can only stay 15 days on this particular visa. Okay. Is it a very big island or quite small? Um, no, it's a reasonably large island. Um, you... Well, the my staff member who uh, flew in there, she actually went via Taiwan, which is interesting because, um, you know, Taiwan and China don't always see eye to eye, and then flew down to Hanan on Hanan Airlines. Um, and the city she flew into was about an hour and a half away from Senya, which is the resort area. So um, that's an hour and a half by fast train, three hours by by bus so yes it's a reasonably large um, large island to nurfm 103.7 we're talking travel thanks to our sponsor travel world on king and just before we leave hanan barry warwick um, how do you spell it uh, it's spelled h-a-i-n-a-n so um and it's it's sort of pronounced in the vietnamese way of hanan okay um and, you know, it is a destination that is just op- really opening up. And so you're seeing it before it becomes truly commercialised. I know it's got its nice five-star hotels, but before it gets really, really commercialised. Ah, Hanan in the South China Sea. Hmm. Well, let's go cruising now. Yeah. And well, we're heading off from Australia this time. Yeah, Jane, I thought, look, with the Pacific Sun coming into Newcastle and look, P&O cruises have scheduled uh, to come in 2010 and then departures in 2011 and then departures in 2012. So, you know, cruising is going to be more on the radar, I guess, for the people of Newcastle than ever before. So I just thought that it might be uh, wise to run through some of the things that uh, P&O offer on their cruises ex Australia. Now, depending on the ship, some of the ships are, um, offer different things. But um, just before I go on to that, you can now book um, shore tours on your cruise personaliser 75 to 14 days out from the cruise. So before, what you would do is you'd make a list and we'd send it off to um, P&O and then they'd sort it out. You can actually do it on your cruise personaliser, and I bet you're going to ask what a cruise personaliser is. I am. Cruise personaliser is is where you can go in and put your cruise number in. Um, It's something that you need to do when you're you're cruising with Pano, and you put in all your details of uh, passport, uh, you know, whether you want um, vegetarian meals, just which sitting you'd like to attend on the, the dinings and it's really to set up to make the cruise go the way that you're, you're happy with you're mm. happy with that's oh. right um and now you can do the the shore uh, book these shore tours um another thing that pano is doing is that uh on their ships 
you always, whether you wanted it or not, you, automatically on your bill, um, there was the, um, you know, the tipping was automatically, um, or gratuity was added. Uh, and what would happen is that when people got on board, they think, well, I want to tip my steward the way I want to tip him or I want to tip the waiter the way, you know, rather than uh, have this amount charged to the account and that person not know that I was actually giving them a tip. So um, from the 1st of October, P&O are not going to automatically add it on Australian cruises only so uh, just some uh, a, a few things that are a little bit um, different mm. uh, now what can you do on these ships on these ships now the good thing about a ship is that you do get your entertainment and everything's included um, there's a new game show that they're bringing on uh, which is let me entertain you now i don't know all the details but you know that sounds entertaining uh, sounds entertaining um there's um, sit-down comedy club in some of the late-night venues, um, which you have to be 18 and over to go to. Um, Chapters Book Club, uh, which is a, a first at sea. So uh, for those that are interested in books rather than um, all the other activities on the ship, uh, that's something new that they can do. Now, uh, there's uh, Pacific Cirque which is um, a um, circus at sea and you have an outdoor aerial show. Um, so that's on Pacific Jewel and Pacific Prince, uh, Pacific Pearl, sorry. Um, so again, something that's uh, just a, a little bit different and I'm not quite sure how with the motion of the ships they get everything right, but I'm sure that they do. Um, just test the skills a bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll know whether they're really good at their job anyway. Um, there's also the Ocean Friends Club um, and um, Sydney Aquarium Club, for the, and, and that's in the kids' club. So, you know, something a little bit different to keep the, the, um, the kids uh, entertained. And there's vision laser light shows. Now, these aren't on all the ships, um, but any that have an atrium, uh, they have the steam rising up in the atrium um, and the laser light show going. So it's it's just something that's a little bit different to keep people uh, entertained. And, of course, you have your normal, uh, you know, boot camp at sea, yoga, pilates, um, fitness programs, etc. to... Yeah, fill in those spare minutes. <laughs> fill in those spare minutes in between the time that you're actually eating and and putting on the kilojoule. So you know you can sort awesome. of do a weight uh, <laughs> weight, weight exchange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, a lot of the cruises do have um, themes. You know, you can have food and wine cruises, comedy cruises, lifestyle cruises. Um, so. There's a number of different ways of, of cruising, um, and that's all from Australia. And that's just the P&O product range. You know, we have also other ships that are calling in, like the the Princess, which um, is again uh, regular to our shores. We've got Royal Caribbean lines. Um, so there, there's now a number of choices uh, from Australia with cruising. Thank you, Barry Warwick. Yeah, thanks, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM 103.7.